Welcome everybody to You Are The Host, the podcast where you are the host. And by you, I mean John. What's going on, John? Hey, Taylor. Hey, thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Okay, so if I'm getting this correct, I have only, I've only actually hung out with you one time. That's right. But if I'm remembering correctly, you're not from the States, right? Um... No, no, I am from the States, unfortunately. Originally from the States? Originally from the States. Okay, okay, that's where I'm getting confused, because the story about how we met is actually kind of funny. Yeah. And that I was just at the bar with some friends, and then one of my buddies is like, that's my buddy from Germany over there. I'm like, all right, let's go hang out with him then. And he goes and introduces me to you, and he guesses your name right on the first try, and he says you're John from Germany. And I believe you accepted that you were from Germany, but maybe that was just because you were trying to hang out with us and it was just like an intro phase yeah i figured you know what why get stuck on the details you know maybe this guy does know me he's half right so but probably not the, probably the, not probably <laughs> not but let's see where this goes you know if i look like this german guy i know a little bit of german uh sprechen sie deutsch and schuligen sie that's probably how you tricked me to be honest because i was like slightly drunk and then you just start speaking german i'm like well he's got to be right then yeah. <laughs> he's got my my teacher always said that I got pronunciation pretty good when it came to learning German. So, uh, so yeah, I've even had other Germans say you don't even have an accent, and I'm like, great, so, <laughs> nice, nice. So, yeah, but that being said, it's only second grade level. So, hey, you know what? That's better than mine. So, <laughs> yeah, I can get us into a hotel. I can order us some food. Um, but uh, yeah, ein Bier. Ein Bier. What does that mean? One beer. One beer, perfect. That's all you really need to know, to be honest. That'll get you really far. Like it's, it'll be like I knew him for years. It's like you could really yeah. be a Nazi spy. Right. Yeah. It's just so, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So you got some tats here. You got some, Hell yeah, man. You know, I think you commented on these last time. <laughs> my guitar and my and my giraffe. Yeah. Zombie giraffe, just because I love giraffes. And I like things that are like a little dark and edgy. Mm-hmm. And then the the guitars for my brother uh, passed away. Oh. Yeah, it's a little tribute to him because he played guitar. Actually, that's the guitar it's based off of right there. Oh wow! Yeah, I see it. It's the 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 the, the frets are different, but that was to make the that was just for the art to make it look a little better on the arm. But that's awesome, you know. And well, here's to him, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Uh, he actually uh, before right before he died, he was really getting into brewing beer. So I actually have a couple beers like that he brewed still. So all right, I remember yeah. you did have pretty good beer. Oh yeah, dude. I'm. Uh, what do you What do you call me? A beer uh, connoisseur, connoisseur, mm-hmm. aficionado, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's quite a thing. They got a microbrewery. They have a hobby shop in uh, I think it's called Minkos in uh, in in, in a town near here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Minko. Uh, no, they have a they have a good chunk of breweries here actually, and I think just our area in general. They love beer. People just love beer, and they love those microbreweries. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I was uh, bartending, actually, at the time when we met, um, and I was just getting – I had just gotten off work. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, huh. How did yeah. I, I didn't know that at all. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, I'd, um, it's it's tough not to be an alcoholic as a bartender. Um, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. every hour or so, uh, some bartender is pouring a, a bunch of shots, and then everybody has to drink. So you stay pretty well tanked, and then you got you have to sample all the new beers that you get. So you have to stay smart enough to recommend. So it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. And I imagine to- that sometimes people just want to buy you a drink just because you're up there. Yeah, exactly. So I know yeah. I've done it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's always appreciated. Uh, but, uh, but but I'm starting to think. Um, I stopped working there so much because, uh, you know, people were, um, well, it was some people's main job. And I felt like because there wasn't as many hours during COVID, I felt like it was better to, um, it was better like not to take all their hours and uh, work my main job. I don't know. It's just, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I should have, you know. But yeah, I'm sure if I go back, they'll probably have some hours for me. Yeah, probably. Especially now where things starting to... Get a little more normalized for yep. the most part, so things are starting to heat up. Well, I have a question about that night that we did meet. Sure. What What in your mind uh, when we all said we're gonna we're gonna come back to my place? What in your mind clicked that you're like I'm gonna dr- I'm gonna drive a bunch of these drunk idiots to a guy's house that I've never been to with a bunch of people you didn't know for the most part? No, I met everybody that night. Um, that just seems like uh, it just seems like every once in a while you gotta wink something, you know, you gotta be in the moment 
and uh, act like this is the only day you got, and maybe this was the only day you were dropped on Earth. Um, you just got to kind of start from zero and um, and just kind of reconnect with people. And, yeah, I feel uh, that way too. You know, yeah. it's... Um, you know, I've got friends that I've, uh, you know, I've been friends with for whenever I fill out that part of the application where it talks about references and it says years known. I realize, yeah, most of my friends, I know them for like 18 years, 20 years. And uh, I realize I, I, I got I got a good solid for three or four people that I can pretty much see every week. But uh, maybe I see them once, twice a month. But uh it's really up to me uh but so then you just gotta meet some new people though you know yeah i totally get that especially at that time in my life that's kind of where i was at too i was like you know going through a separation i was just at the bar all the time trying to meet new people so it was a no-brainer to have you know be hanging out with you and be hanging out with other people and and you know now i don't even honestly hang out with a lot of those people so you know uh boy if you could if I'd, if I had to name them all um mostly it would be just you and uh and one of them one other person but um but uh, but yeah yeah, um, remember I did a, did some tricks you know I was doing some tricks. There. Oh yes, magic. Magic tricks I did. Um, yeah, you know I, I got one for you. I'm, I'm sure this is this is the okay. perfect medium. Okay, for, we're getting a li- live a live uh, magic trick showing. A live here. magic trick here. This is a perfect medium, I think. Oh here. Yeah, you can just bring the mic with you. Or you can just talk into my mic. Yours. Okay. All right. So make your hands into a table like uh, like like so like so. All right. And uh, these uh, represent the four walls of your house. See, so you got, uh, you've got, uh, they're just blank, blank walls like so. But if you don't dust them, you'll suddenly you'll get cobwebs. You know, so you'll get cobwebs on all your walls. But if you wave a little magic, you'll see that uh, they're clean again. However, if uh, there's no if there's no cobwebs, there's still spiders. So to get those to appear. Why don't you wiggle your fingers on it and, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, there's oh. a spider. <laughs> For those of you listening, man, that was some insane shit. If you guys don't, uh, if you guys don't like magic, you gotta look at some magic. That was pretty, that was pretty insane. Um, one thing that I didn't tell you that night that you were doing magic is that, uh, I'm actually a really big fan of magic. I, not very good at tricks or anything like that. I've practiced a few, yeah. but, uh, most of them are the mathematical ones that, you know, oh, yeah. are, are guaranteed to work out even if you fuck up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm really obsessed with like watching like, you know, Penn and Teller fool us and all that. So and uh, really been obsessed with uh, is it David uh, Blaine? Who's the street? D- David Blaine was the street magician from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. But and he is he's, he's still doing stuff, right? He is. He's yeah, like he's sticking needles crazy. through his bicep and shit. He's not even doing stuff that's necessarily mad magic anymore. He's just doing like stunts at this point. Doing some stuff for that for real. Um, yeah. Some of that stuff you really can do um, like. Eating glass, for example, like um, you could take a light bulb and uh, actually for light bulbs, you should call poison control and make sure uh, and they'll tell you right. whether or not you can do it. But yeah, you um, you take glass, you put it in there, just make sure it doesn't touch the side of your cheek or your tongue and you just kind of grind it down into because glass is made out of sand. And so you grind it down with your teeth down to a sand like substance. So it's not going to cut your organs when you uh, when you drink uh, drink water. So, yeah, when he eats when he bites a wine glass he's l- oh, really right. doing it that's yeah see, that so. sounds crazy and swallowing he does that thing where he swallows uh frogs or toads or whatever yeah yeah, yeah that one's kind of goofy and, and <laughs> yeah. uh, he can breathe he, 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 i think he studied like some hindu guy some guy from india how to like push the how, how to like regurgitate on purpose because he knew that um people in these third world countries they would go to the watering hole they drink a whole bunch of water and they'd hold it in their bellies and they'd go back to their village and then they'd vomit all right, right, out. Yeah. And people would be like, that's what we can drink. And uh, that was a normal thing. And that's kind of, he's taken that for swallowing like fish and stuff. And, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Dude, that's, that's kind of what I just do now for fun. No, not for fun. Uh, that's just what I do. You know, that's how I drink water. I prefer it from somebody else's mouth. So, you know, it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's the most efficient way. Um, yeah, yeah, it's um, some some of those methods are just just insane. If you ever get into magic and you're reading uh, the how-to videos, some of the tricks are so much work. Like we're talking like trolleys underneath floors and stuff, and just uh, you realize, wow, it's like it's almost like there's a point where some of them are so complicated where you're almost like this is just a documentary about how he's doing it. It's less something you can actually follow because you almost need to saw some floors for some of it, but. 
there's a practicality though, but there's uh there's got to be a trade-off. Are you willing to do all the work to really pull off something good, or you know, is there that lazy voice in you? And uh, sometimes you got to find a, a fine line between that. So right, right. So, so I have a question for you. Uh, what originally got you into magic? Um, let's see. I guess I did it uh, when I I did some of it when I was a kid. I did do that, um, and then I kind of fell out of it for a while. And um, and then I uh, became uh, an uncle, and I had a job I didn't like when I was living with my sister, so I was with my nieces all the time, and so I started doing a lot of tricks then. And I started doing some pretty good ones. They generally, um, they like, they tend to like uh, simple ones, like um, where you, uh, you know, where you look like you're going to do a trick, and then you just... Uh, very casually, you pull cards. You know, you <laughs> yeah, pull yeah, yeah. That's those. That's those kind of fun. Sometimes, that, that, yeah. that sells pretty good. Um, you know, there's uh, shoving the pencil up the nose. Maybe you've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Straws. You know, basic, basic stuff. Basic disappearances. Mm. Yeah, that's like, that's really good. Uh, a sleight of hand, right? That one. Yeah, like that. They like, yeah, ambitious card, signed cards, all that stuff. Um, making the car rise to the top. Um, coin tricks, coin tricks are pretty well liked. Um, you, um, but the coin tricks are considered a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, you can, let's see one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You ever see a copper English penny? I don't think I have. No, they're. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to explain that to the audience. They can Google it if they want. Yeah. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, take that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, coin tricks are. Yeah. Pretty wacky. Yeah, and here, t- t- take a look. We have two of them now. Yeah. Take that and uh, move one of those. So there must be another copper. No, it's just, it's the silver one. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love. I like a good coin trick. <laughs> yeah, I. I think they work pretty good, but uh, I don't know if the. Uh, it's best for the podcast. I guess we could talk about the history a little bit of it. Um, there's um, the reason why a lot of magicians wear suits is because they were uh, one of the founding fathers of magic. It's Robert Houdin, who uh, uh, Houdini got his name from. He uh, was a he was a criminal lawyer, and uh, a lot of the slights of sleight of hands, coin stuff, and uh, caught were, were from the card cheats and uh, and pickpockets that he would defend. That's how he learned a lot of that stuff. And when he would perform after his work, he would keep wearing his suit and he would perform these tricks for people. And he came up with a lot of that stuff. And that's why they wear suits to this day. Um, he's, he's the one that kind of created that style. Um, and he, he's got a book where he describes how to do a lot of his tricks. I got to get around to reading it. Uh, he's got this one trick that's explained in there where he takes a, where he sets up about a, hundred, a few hundred candles in a, in a line. And then he gets out a rifle, and he's going to shoot uh, perfectly straight to extinguish the flames on all the candles. And he, and he does it, but he's obviously, I'm sure it's a blank. But right. how did he, in the 1800s, blow out all these candles? And I, you know, I guess... So you're saying he's way, way ahead of his time, that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he apparently, he went to, uh, he would go to third world countries in those days, and he would... Um, I think he like staged a fake assassination attempt where someone shot a gun at him and he did the magic bullet where he uh, he spit he spit the bullet out of his teeth and yeah, he, yeah. And, and he just made he made them think he was immortal and sh- and stuff like that. David David Blaine just did that trick for real. Oh the 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 uh, the bullet catching the bullet the, the, the magic bullet catch. He actually did it. It wasn't a trick. <laughs> you should watch his video on it. I'll have to check that one they, out. They rigged up a thing that a bullet couldn't go through, and they had an expert marksman actually shoot him right in the face. <laughs> like I said, he's not even doing tricks anymore. He's just a fucking madman. It's like if you see South Park, it's like, we're gonna watch, let's go watch David Blaine eat his own face. Yeah, yeah. Just, That's his next one I heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just lying there, and he, his head grows back, and everyone just claps like it's a normal thing. So uh, would you say that the uh, the history of it like interested you, and then you just lo- like went down a deep hole and kind of looked into how to do different tricks? Or yeah, I did go down a deep hole. I um I would look. I became kind of a trickaholic, but I'm trying not to become um 
what I've I, I what, what I lovingly call the virgin magicians. You know, these these kind of autistic kids. Right, right. Yeah, I go with you. They don't yeah. have anything else. Uh, I've tried to always be be among people, and um, so I try not to become too much of a trickaholic. If I'm getting cooped up, I gotta get out some more and and and, and do some, and uh, I try to bring it up organically in conversations that lead to the trick. But uh, but yeah. Um, you know, you do go down a rabbit hole, and, um, and the thing is, is ma- a lot of magic is pretty, even with the internet, a lot of it's pretty well hidden, valiantly hidden, I'd say. Um, well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but uh, yeah, even some of the really messed up crazy ones, you seem to can't find it by Googling it. And so, I don't know, I'm willing to go to certain weird Russian sites that might give my computer cancer, and, uh, and um, you know, I'll get... Uh, Throw in 99 cents and I get some PDFs to some ancient tome that was written for written with only a thousand copies of it in the year 1913, uh, and uh, and I'll I'll learn the right trick that I want from it just so I can have something that's weird. Because then I when I meet other magicians like I did last night, I want to be able to kind of blow blow his mind a little bit. Um, so we'll what magician after. were you meeting last night? Was there some event or something? Oh, no. It was just a, a friend of mine. Who, oh, okay. Who gotcha. Does some, he does some tricks. And, um, you know, I there is definitely kind of a magician underground. Um, I mean, I, you know, you, you could find certain people. I knew there was one time I went to a tire shop and I was just doing something with my hands and uh, this guy was able to tell I was a... Uh, also a, 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 a conjurer, I suppose. A <laughs> conjurer, yeah, I like that. <laughs> and he, uh, and he um, this guy, this guy who worked at a tire shop, who uh, worked the front desk, he just kind of went, went on, and now we talked for about an hour, and he, uh, he used to be a table hopper in Minneapolis where he'd hop from table to table and he'd do tricks for people. And he, uh, as Demori talked... It took me a second to realize what you were talking about, and I envisioned him on top of tables <laughs> jumping from <laughs> each table. like a, yeah, I'm yeah. a bunny, guys. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. your food. I don't know. So, oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, and he, he pulled rabbits, too. So it's kind of funny. He, he was a rabbit puller. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, the oldest the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'd, he'd talk about how, how you know, then, you know, it's... it's it, it's it's a rabbit's instinct to jump in a hat, you know. They think it's they're designed to make the rabbit think it's their hole, apparently. So. Oh really? That's interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it, it, that way the rabbit behaves and stays in the hat. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, huh. Interesting. It's one of those uh, one of those trade secrets. Yeah, he. Um, so yeah, he. There, there definitely does seem to be an underground and. Um, and. Those guys, uh, you know, when you can trick those guys, it's pretty good. Um, I tend to, I, I always tend to use the stuff I learned from some obscure videotape somewhere, and um, that usually does the trick for those guys to, to trick other magicians. And those are usually some of my best ones. So, yeah, I mean, if they're really obscure, then maybe they're not looking as hard as you. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of the idea. When it, I, I, my friend last night says I've, I'm humbled. I always thought I was the best magician. And he's like, and it looks like it's you. And I'm like, well, thanks, man. That's uh, the nicest uh, compliment I guess one magician can give another. So, I suppose so. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, yeah. The um, yeah, the, all these interesting characters from history. I guess we're, we're talking about that. Uh, you seem to be a movie guy. I noticed you. Uh, like slightly that. a movie guy. I wouldn't say I'm like crazy about movies. It's just that. I enjoy movies more than TV. You know how a lot of people binge TV shows? Mm-hmm. I'll watch way more movies. I'll watch bad movies over a good TV show most of the time. I know so. I know the feeling. I know the feeling because it's, like it's like a whole world's been worked on, and it's, and it's a little bit cooler. Yeah. Uh, I once heard an interesting discussion that said that basically like watching TVs is kind of like it's, 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 for, it's, it's for very loyal women. You know, they, they want <laughs> yeah. to have a relationship with something, and it feels good. Um, and, uh, but, but for a guy, it somehow all feels shallow and fake. And so they watch movies and they get bigger numbers and more variety and it's somehow more satisfying. That's kind of a funny way to put it. Yeah. The other reason that I like to watch movies more than TV is like in a movie, everything, it's just one concise story. You know, maybe you're going to have a sequel. Maybe you're going to have a a whole three part. You know, when you get something like the Fast and the Furious where there's 10 of them, the story starts to fall apart, and that's what I like about TV shows, mm-hmm. is they're aiming it at, let's see how many seasons we can milk out of this show, so they, the story just falls short for me. Yeah. They're leaving it on a lot of cliffhangers instead of telling me what's actually going on. You ever see The Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger? 
I, I don't believe so, no. It's uh, it's aged really well. It's written by, uh, uh, what's his name, Sean Black? Uh, guy wrote Lethal Weapon. See, and, this uh, is the part that I don't know. Is I don't know, I don't know directors, and I don't know actors. Well, he's a writer, <laughs> and uh, he wrote Lethal Weapon, Last Boy Scout. He wrote like a lot of okay. these really Those are good. good. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they kind of like kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Um, I feel like I'm missing some big one, but um, like huge. Ones. Those are all pretty big. I don't know. I enjoyed all of those. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like like but, but like he was like he uh, like when he wrote them all. Like when he wrote a lot of them when he was like 18. I always wondered who. Who was he banging to get in Hollywood at eighteen? But drugs. He, That's drugs. what he's banging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but in the last action hero, it's about um, it's about a kid who receives a Houdini movie ticket. So I like, guess connecting with magic, and he um, he's a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, and he loves Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And Arnold Schwarzenegger plays himself, and he plays the character he's playing in a movie series he likes. And in that movie series, it's just like it's part seven or something, and so he has to protect. He has to save his last cousin, so it's just like they've made so many movies. They've killed his wife, they've killed his kids, they've killed his dad, they've killed everybody. So he's got to protect his cousin, and that's like the joke there. And uh, and yeah, basically the kid gets in the movie, and um, and he's um, at one point he has to like stop him. And he's like, "Wait, you're in a movie," and he and he's like, uh, "No," he's like, "No, you're an actor named Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're a German guy. Why do you think you have a German accent? You live in California. You're supposedly born here. Why do you talk to? I just talk funny." And he's, <laughs> so so it like breaks the fourth wall then right there, huh? Right, and he and he's like, "Come on, they go to a video store. We'll find more of your movies." And they find it. They're all played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Term, term, no, Terminator played by a Sylvester Stallone. They always have different movies in there. It becomes huh. a very meta movie, and then there's like so much money thrown into this movie that it kind of takes you apart. But it's only like 5.9 on IMDb. It's kind of a considered crap. But we figure this movie cost 50 million. That's what they call a cult classic, I think. Yeah, it's um, only a few people actually like it. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it aged well. I think the internet helped it. Like 1990, it was just it was too fresh. Yeah, too behind the times or ahead of the times, I should say. But um, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess back to magic. Uh, I guess what I was talking about with movies is if you had ever seen the movie Freaks, the 1930s. Mm, that film. rings a bell. But did they make a remake? No, I don't think they could. I'm not sure if it's politically correct to make a remake. <laughs> they could make you well, out. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe they could. I mean, it's because um, it's about carnival freaks. Right. I want to say I've for, I've heard the title. For, I could have watched it a long time ago and not remembered. Yeah, it's from like 1930 and. Um, you know, it's basically this uh, woman wants to marry this freak. This beautiful woman wants to marry this uh, dwarf, which counts as a freak back then. And and, uh, and so she's going to, um, you know, it's just for the money, obviously. Well, I shouldn't say obviously to those dwarves that are listening. Um, but back then, I guess. And so the other freaks find out about it. And so they're, they're going to turn her into a freak, you know. That's where they say, Oogle-Boggle, Oogle-Boggle, one of us, one of us, Oogle-Boggle. Huh. You know, so they're yeah, going yeah. to turn her into a freak. Well, anyways, so as she's running away from the freaks, you see one of the freaks, and he's, uh, he's got no torso, he's got no body below his, uh, below, like, uh, his ribcage. Like, uh, and he's running on his hands, and he's, oh, got, okay. and he's got a knife in his teeth, and uh, he's chasing her with his hands. And um, that guy was a magician. He uh, was a magician in the 30s, and but more cooler still, he had a twin brother identical who had a full body. So what that meant is that he could do the trick sawing a man in half and then not putting him back together again. And so oh yeah 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 that makes sense yeah, yeah. so he would do the he do the show wearing a prosthetic body which he could he could control pretty well. And um, nobody would know he was wearing a prosthetic because I guess he did tricks that didn't involve his legs. Or maybe he did, where he could just hammer one of his legs with a nail and say, look, I'm invincible. But at the end of the show, his brother would be wearing a beard, and he'd be, pretend to be really drunk. And, he'd, uh, and he would heckle him. So he'd invite him up on stage, and, uh, and he would uh, get in the box, and they would do a switch, obviously. They'd switch the magician with the... Uh, with the uh, spectator, and so the uh, they saw him in half, and then at one point he's screaming, and he pulls his body out of the box, and there's like uh, you know blood and everything, 
and he's screaming and he's getting on his hands. He's running around on his hands screaming. Huh. And this would apparently this would scare the audience out of the auditorium. This is a killer trick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, literally. Yeah, this, was, this was great. Oh, man. That's, that's the right way to end That's it. not even much of a trick. I mean, it's a trick because obviously he's already missing that part of his body, but. <laughs> I, I have seen, like, artistic expressions called sawing a lady in half and not putting her back together where they just saw a lady in half, they separate the, the, the lady, and then the magician <laughs> walks yeah. off and the show just ends awkwardly with this woman seemingly yeah, dead that's weird what is that what does that even prove though because the whole point of the trick is that you can put them back together <laughs> I know, I mean, maybe it's saying violence against women is wrong i don't know it could be saying that but it's it's, it's very abstract i think this is the black humor yeah, aspect yeah. Of it. So, it's so weird yeah you know it's I'm, you know i'm a fan of black humor you when know? i was a younger kid i always believed that trick i was like holy really? shit he did cut that woman in half but you know as I got older, I didn't need to see how that trick was done to understand it later in life, you know. Yeah, so. he's pushing, they're pushing her legs up. I get it. You yeah, know? yeah. I've seen how flexible ladies are, which is probably the real reason why it's mostly a woman is because women are so flexible. Yeah. It's probably yeah. got less to do with the, ooh, we hate those women. I'm going to chop them up. Don't we, boys? <laughs> Did anybody ever say that? It was a thing? What? Oh, people, I, people claim that? Or I, what? I've heard that. I've heard that where people say, um, you know. Where where people have said that uh, like I'd rather not be slicing up women or something like that. I've I've, I've heard I've huh. I've, I've heard a little an occasional wry comment, but I don't I don't think there's much a uh, much of an attack. And I think maybe some people have said that maybe because a lot of magic is from old world old world stuff, and, and maybe there's always going to be racism and old stuff. And I'm not sure about Techni- that. Technically, I suppose like stuff like that is always going to be looming in that that day, but like. Certain stuff, I just feel like it doesn't have have to be connected to that, you know. Yeah, it's the weirdest stuff too. Like I, I go, I go hiking and backpacking as a hobby. And oh, I hear, yeah. I hear like, oh, people of color don't have access to that. And I'm like, well, you're just going outside, really. Yeah, I, just, I don't know what you mean. Like, <laughs> I have just as much access as anybody else. I just started getting into backpacking last year, and I'm 26. So yeah, it took me 25 years to figure it out. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I've always I've I've heard that too that uh, people of color don't feel very comfortable out in the country. Um, but this isn't even the country. I've, I've these always... are like these are like connected community trails. Okay, yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not just like in the woods. Yeah. I'm actually on a trail built by people who hike. That's so uh, that's so. that's strange. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you ever watched The Wire. There's a lot of. Um, I've watched a couple of uh, episodes. I, right. I just remember a, th- a comment where like somebody was like, saying, "We get we should take this out to the open road," and like these um, these uh, you know uh, black like uh, gangsters that are like uh, always escaping death all the time are like, "Oh no, that that's that's too dangerous. You know, you need to stay out of the country, bro." And just, uh, huh. <laughs> yeah. I always thought that was an interesting comment. I'm like, well, that makes sense to me a little bit. It does, but like. But at the same time, like these people are probably seeing like um, gun violence almost weekly, and uh, and I, I, I don't I don't know. It's not like like I don't think ninety nine I don't think ninety percent of the country line is is just a, 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 a there's a clansman hiding behind every bush and like when are they coming? Like oh, definitely not, definitely <laughs> not. But some some a lot of people who live in the more rural areas, they're like rural. Is that the word rural? The country? <laughs> Am wait, I right on that? Rur- rur- wait, oh yeah, yeah, because rur- it's rural is the country, uh, urban is the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. people who live in more rural areas, like they, they usually don't have as good of internet access, or maybe they're not interested in the internet. They spend all their time kind of surrounded by them and their family, and so if they don't ever get sort of shown what's happening in the city or showing uh, how other people act, you know, then they're just going to be stuck in the ways of old. Just because they haven't been able to move forward, because things like the internet have dramatically made us move forward as a as a society. Some of those people are still disconnected. So, yeah. yeah. So I feel like you find more of that out there than in the city. Inner city, yeah, you might face gunshots every day, but that's like the more people you get congested in one area, the more crime there's going to be. So that's why that is there. Yeah, that's but... not exactly specifically hate crimes, whereas in the country. People might actually cause hate crimes because they don't understand or accept things like that. Yeah, but I'm not sure if you need to feel like it's it's more dangerous out there, you know? Uh, it might be a little more dangerous, but that's just saying use caution, you know? You don't want to give those people, like, in a lot of states, it's legal if I step on your property for you to shoot me. 
So if they see you and they are really racist and they don't like black people, if you step on their property, now they have free right to shoot you. Yeah, be, I guess so, beware of where you piss. You know? So it's be more cautious. That's pretty much what the only thing is. Yeah. But I even I am. I'm more cautious than I'm out in the country. The way I look, I got tattoos and piercings and long hair. I feel like somebody's going to be like, this guy's worshiping the devil and then treat me a little different too. So well, maybe, you know, you never know. That's why I'm always cautious of where I am though. And I always make sure that I, uh, it's really nice to put a, yeah. If some people say you shouldn't have to do this, but I always smile at people. You got to smile at them. Otherwise they're going to associate you with negativity and they're not yeah. going to treat you, you well. At least do the head, the head bob. The head bob, the yeah. Head bob. At least Ooh, give, the them, he- give them one of these. If you're wearing a hat, you do the little... The head bob. <laughs> you do the... I can always tell when that makes people feel better. You know, yeah. The head bob. Yeah. Uh, and I always feel socially uh, socially smart when I when I do the head bob and I get it back. I'm like, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's an important thing, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm extremely social and I'm really good with people. So to me, nothing ever seems like an issue. Like even a really crabby person, even a really hateful person, I feel like, well... I want to make some type of connection with that person. I'll be able to smooth, you know, make things go smoothly, and they'll be able to not hate me at least. Yeah, <laughs> at you know, the very most. <laughs> it's, that 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 is the goal. So, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, I guess uh, the um, you know, I was actually trying to think. I was actually thinking of speaking of this kind of stuff. I was actually thinking about making my own like uh, my own deck, you know, um, of cards. Oh, okay, actually. yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about uh, making a card a deck for, for for black people, you know. I was thinking. What would that entail? Well, I know that uh, Martin Luther King would be the King of Hearts. Oh, okay, that, I, see that what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And um, Don King, you know, would be the King of Diamonds. And I thought. You know, I thought maybe the king of clubs should be Rodney King. You know, you know, the, yeah. king, the king of yeah, clubs. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's famous for those clubs and helped spread civil rights. And but who should be the king of spades? That I can't, I can't tell. Uh, you know, who should be the king of spades? Steve Urkel. I I couldn't give you an answer, but what I could tell you is that if you did make a deck of cards like that, you couldn't sell that. Why not? Because it's gonna be a bad stigma when a white guy makes a deck of cards for black people, even even the right. Even in the right vein, then I'll and hi- sells I, I, it and I, make profit off I, of it. I, I could hire a, I could hire a black actor to pretend. And, yeah, okay. You know, sign the right contracts, and it looks like he's yeah. That it. that seems more shady than just doing it. <laughs> what you could do is you could do that, sell those decks of cards, and donate a high percentage of that money towards myself and uh, charities. <laughs> towards my, oh towards god, my, towards my house, my mortgage. Uh, yeah, well, that could definitely help. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you know how it is. Uh, did you see what? I don't know if you follow video games at all, but did you see what Fortnite just did? No, what did it they do? put in? They put in in-game Martin Luther King's speech, but then they didn't take out any of the emojis or anything from the game. So there's people just fucking Rick and Morty emojis and flossing in front of Martin Luther King's speech. And let me tell you that the the feedback they got was not positive. Yeah. Isn't the internet great? Well, and so then they put an update out there like, we're sorry, we didn't mean to do that. So they put an update removing emojis. Yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Now, kids who might not have access to his speech can go in there and hear all the great things that he's talking about. But now there's one emoji that stayed in the game due to a contractual agreement with DC, and it's a fucking whip. Oh, oh, jeez. That's bad. They should have just left all the other emojis in. (laughs) Yeah, that'll make it easier to. Oh man. Yeah, so they really fucking fucked up with that. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying with the deck of cards. Like, what? it's a good idea. You'll probably get a lot of hate for it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know. I guess uh, I'll. I think I'll. I think I'll take getting canceled pretty well. You know, I think I can take that pretty well. Well, you got to be famous first. Yeah, exactly. Then you get canceled. <laughs> and then, you know, it's like. Uh, I, I, plus, I don't think anyone. I've, I've I've always wondered how how good is public memory. I mean, I don't know, like. Uh, I mean, people get angry at the new thing. It, it's it's like a popular it's like a popular trend. To it hate on it really depends on what it is. You know, I mean, don't forget. I mean, obviously, but obviously, Bill Cosby isn't getting it. Isn't getting a job. Well, he didn't just kids. get canceled. He committed crimes. I know. That's a difference. He's not, <laughs> not going to be babysitting kids or nothing. Or, um, I, or I mean, he shouldn't even been released from prison. Yeah, but. I know. Isn't that something? Uh, statutes of limitation. Right. Yeah. 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 So they didn't. It was like, a, didn't they have anybody recently that could have? Um, no, they didn't. Shoot. Because I, I guess he had, uh, I guess he wasn't interested in that anymore. He took a break. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, wow. You know, 
because he just got too old. But yeah, getting canceled. Uh, the general pop, the the general public forgets really quickly. But as far as your revenue stream, cancellation will stay with you forever, pretty much. Yeah. Like you look at the comedians that get canceled, a lot of them aren't going to be able to make it back. They won't get sponsors. They won't get ads. Yeah. Uh, hey, are you going to the Louis C.K. Uh, show next month? I am not. Hi. I will be hiking all the time. Okay, well, good, good. <laughs> I hike too much to go anywhere and do anything. I got a couple tickets, 50 bucks each. It'll never be this cheap to see Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, no, I think... Uh... <laughs> so I, I, I got on that. I got that. I'm like, ooh, you know, he's he's still one of the best in the world, so I, I better... would I would much rather go watch Theo Vaughn if I was going to go to a comedian next month. Which one? Theo Vaughn. He's my favorite comedian of all times. Theo Vaughn, so. okay. Yeah, have you watched him at all? Theo Vaughn? Theo Vaughn. Um, yeah. Maybe I've seen him without like uh, knowing that was his name. Yeah, he, he's my favorite comedian ever. He's got a, a weird mixed southern accent. He's from Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, I don't Great. know. I could show you a little clip if you want. Go go right ahead. Yeah, I was in, uh, was in New, Orleans, New Orleans a few a few months ago. So I know all about that, all about that accent. He, the guy, somehow is totally fine. Really? I was reading in the comments. This is randomly playing a video. I don't know how that's possible. That is actually, I. This was playing another podcast on our podcast. Yeah. Inception. I know know who that guy is. I know that voice. Ethan Klein? Yep. H3H3 podcast. Otherwise, before H3H3 productions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, I like them. I like CoffeeZilla. I seem to like people that expose other people. (laughs) Okay. We're just going to watch the best of. Okay. So hopefully they actually have chosen some good ones. All right. What's the deal with airplane peanuts? Check any Native American's car. You always find gin and oh. femurs or something. You know, they love, yeah. they keep the dead with them a lot of times. I almost knocked this, unfortunately almost knocked this young lady up that was from South Dakota. And she yeah. lived on a reservation. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know, the way like he talks just trips me up. Baby. Oh, um, damn, how old were you? 37 wow. this year <laughs> it was this year and she wouldn't even be cool she wouldn't she threatened to have oh, i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to find a clip a from a stand-up okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she threatened to have a baby man and so that's where hot you mean Why is it so hard to find clips on YouTube? Yeah, it always is when uh, when the well, I guess when you're trying to find one and show show the right. I got one. Denny's here. Yeah. Fuck Denny's, bro. <laughs> Fuck Denny's, man. I wish people would quit shooting up movie theaters and shoot up a fucking Denny's, okay? Because <laughs> if you get gunned up at a Denny's, that's on you, Playboy. Have some respect and take your family to IHOP like a real man. <laughs> I love his voice, Denny's though. Denny's, yeah. Suck. Everything at Denny's tastes like eggs and onions. Everything. The air, the pie. Even the silverware if you just run in there and lick them. <laughs> Place a shithole. And what do they clean the tables with? Syrup? Like, and once you sit down, you can't even get up. Like, Guess we're staying for lunch. I'm trapped. And all the waitresses look like shit at every location. How do they do it? Yeah, so that's a little bit of him. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's, that's pretty good, you know. He, I, yeah, I, I, it reminds me. I, I know I like it. It's, it's a good style of dark jokes. That reminds me a little bit of George Carlin's. I kind of yeah, like it yeah. when a lot of people die. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, George Carlin's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, he has a joke. He opens up the thing and he goes... I'm from the south, or no, he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, I'm from the south, uh, we, oh, s- second place in the Civil War, <laughs> and he goes, you watch out, we're coming back to take that lead, why do you think we reenact it every year? <laughs> That's a great joke. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I actually saw George live before he died. Oh, really? Yeah. You, wait, wait, how old are you? Oh, I'm uh, 33. Yeah. Okay, you're yeah. not that much older than me. Yeah. I, wait, wait, when did he die? He died in 2008, I believe. 2008, was 2009. It, it wasn't even that long ago then. I thought it was. I thought it was before the 2000s. Oh no, he uh, he got. You know that that's that. I kind of like it when a lot of people die. He did that on the. He did that right after 9/11. 
<laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Go over very well. Um, but, yeah, he was really grouchy near the end. And uh, I remember his opening joke was um, – well, it's always – it's my go-to really messed up joke. Um, a girl – a little girl walks in on her dad coming out of the shower, and she says, Daddy, when do I get a penis? And he says, once your mother leaves for work. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the last episode I just recorded last night, we had a little talk about pedophilia. Now you crack that joke. This whole podcast is going to be about pedophiles. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, between, you know, I guess it's, I I eased, we eased in with Cosby and uh, now we're, uh, we're we're working our way down to Jared and, um, you know, the. Yeah, Jared. <laughs> I mean, that guy—the most unassuming pedophile. Yeah, he he wanted to have a cold cut trio with a couple of kids. I mean, oh geez. man! Oh god! <laughs> mm. but, yeah, uh, yeah. Comedy. Yeah, I go down the loophole with com- or uh, the rabbit hole with comedy. And yeah, you, you like Bill Burr? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, he's got a unique style that I don't think a lot of people understand. So. Right, uh, my, my dad's not, my dad's uh, a little iffy on him, but uh, he, he says he's like Carlin. I'm like, not really. Uh, I think Carlin wasn't as hard on women, and uh, and Bill's um, I think I'm a, I don't know. I, I actually kind of I, I like Bill when he's at his angriest, and with Carlin, I always liked it when he was at his philosoph- most philosophical. And um, right, and I thought that was where. I had this theory that every comedian has like an emotional center that they focus around and draw their comedy from, whereas Bill Burr's anger with Louis C.K. was kind of like sadness. He had like a melancholy yeah, that he pulled yeah. a well of humor out of, and um, uh, I mean, not all the time, obviously, but I thought that generally, I thought that was kind of the. So I had kind of a theory about that that uh, that's that people have a comedy well that they draw from. So. But yeah, Theo Vaughn, I guess I haven't seen... Is, is he on Netflix? Can I... He has two specials on Netflix, I think, so yeah. I'll check that out. That sounds Yeah, like... he's... Well, he's more well-known now because of the, pop, the, pack, the podcast world, but okay. uh, before that, he, he wasn't very well-known, but I don't know. I just, I just stumbled upon him. Can't remember how exactly I found him, but then shortly after I did find him, actually, he ended up on the Joe Rogan podcast, yeah. so... A- uh, Andrew Schultz, uh, you know, he's... Andrew Schultz is wild yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's I, so skilled at doing crowd work it's insane he is i i, I almost like uh I, I i really like very funny but i almost when i see his crowd work i'm like are these plants these jokes are too good I, right I, he's I, yeah. he's very fucking clever it's yeah. crazy he just he pulls him out of nothing um he's also unable to be canceled yeah because he's, he's done some controversial shit but it's like when you say you don't give a shit to everybody mm-hmm. south park no south one park can cancel yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly it's basically what he does mm-hmm so, because so. like somebody tried to cancel him, and then he, like on Twitter or something, somebody said something they tried to cancel him, and he's like, "I don't really give a fuck about you," and then that was it. <laughs> Nobody ever talked about it again. <laughs> for, what, what, what for Bill Burr? I think a lot of people wouldn't like. Uh, it's like Michael Jackson. Gee, I had to pretend to be sad when he died. Anybody else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never liked Michael Jackson, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I can better like, uh, me. Yeah, I was like, poppy, some poppy songs. That's about it. I, you know. Everybody was sad about Kobe. Yeah, crashing a helicopter. I was like, I don't really yeah. care. I guess. I, 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 <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, uh, four. Yeah, maybe like a two because well, he's a person. Just so. a person. He's <laughs> yeah. like, a, you know, I, I, actually, I, I almost feel like uh, if I find out, like, um, if someone just tells me about, it, I'm sure it's happened ten times a day, but. Um, as they say, some hardworking father who only broke even. He died in Iowa today. I'd be like, oh. Yeah, that's a little harder actually, hitting, you know? Yeah. I actually think I, I put that as a six or seven almost, you know? Um, that actually kind of uh, sums up this podcast a little bit. Yeah? Because I don't really have any aspirations to have, like, whether this podcast gets big or not. I don't have any aspirations to have a famous person on. I'll have them on. Why not? Sure. Yeah. But I care more about having just regular everyday people on i think that we were way more interesting than what the world gives us credit for just because we're not watched all the time i think so too you know so i, I always thought if someone can't make it as like a as, as an actress uh in hollywood i think and she becomes like a waitress and she becomes like a she works at a theater as an actress for a local thing Dude, that's like, way more fucking that's way not more. only is that harder because you're maintaining a job and basically a job two jobs at yeah. that point you know and it's clear she clear she really loves it uh and uh I've always heard people say, you know, you should do what you want to do and do it for not a dime, and uh, and there's, there's some truth to that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, 
would 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 Billie Eilish would she be would she be in some bar uh, and then and then walking out of the bar and going to sleep on a parked bench every night? I don't know, but uh, right, yeah. I, so yeah, but but uh, if not, then probably she should be. I don't know. She should have that mindset. I don't know, but people should try to succeed. Um, yeah, there. You don't need to be quote unquote successful. Just do something that you enjoy doing. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Like I'm doing the podcast. I I write music. I go hiking. I don't make any money off of like any of that shit. I make a little bit of money off some of it, but not like supporting myself. I still have a full time job elsewhere. Mm-hmm. This is the shit that I enjoy doing though. So and I think it puts a it, there's more passion in it at that point. Yeah, so. yeah, and 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 it comes across. But would I turn down a McDonald's sponsor? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm as he's my, drinking my, McDonald's. I make sure to point my McDonald's logo at him as I, as I take a sip. Well, too bad that we don't do an actual video camera version of this podcast. There is a video version, but it's just like on screen, so it's just the podcast logo and then like the video we just watched. That'll be on there. Oh, okay. But there's no cameras, so if there was, I'd be zooming out on the McDonald's logo trying to get that sponsored. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez, and some some of these tricks, you know. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. If I was doing a video version, which uh, I will maybe eventually, but I am not I'm not doing that yet. So I know I showed you uh, two card money. Um, the trick that won the trick that won me uh, the trick that won me more drinks to kill an elephant. You want to explain to the audience what that is? Well, before you it, do it, yes. Um, I'm sure maybe you guys have seen in movies. Um, you see it in movies three card Monty, where there's a guy uh, who's got three cards. And he's moving them around on a table, and uh, you try to find you try to find your card, and then you get your money. You can double your money, or you lose the dollar you put down. And he usually says pretty entertaining things that rhyme. Usually, if it's red, you get ahead. If it's black, you get sent back. Sometimes it flies, sometimes it falls, sometimes it shoots like a cannonball. What you'll do is cry, cry, cry if you let the two-card money man go by. It's uh, huh. yeah, so. It's um, it's like that, and this trick. Um, I'm telling you, it's won me a ton of trick of drinks. Okay, All we're right. gonna do this trick right now, live. It's like, uh, so here we go, two card money. So you hold that between your thumb and uh, your finger, like so, and you hold it face down. Face down. Yes. Like that. That's right. Okay. And uh, that was the which card was that one? The uh, ace of hearts. Wasn't paying attention. Ace of something. Yeah. It, it, check, <laughs> double check it. Make sure I didn't. Ace right. of diamonds. Ace of diamonds. All right. And uh, which card is this? That, that's the Ace of Hearts, people. All right, we take that, we switch it with this one. All right? Okay. And now, without looking, what's the card that you've got, and what's the card that I have? Ace of Hearts is Ace what of... I have. He's holding, well, I guess the Ace of Diamonds. I didn't quite see exactly, but Ace of Diamonds, I'm guessing. All right. And you got the Ace of Hearts. Well, why don't you check? Just be sure. So check I'm them both. Flip them over? Both yeah. of them? Yep. Those are both uh, queens, ones of spades, ones of clubs. Yeah, that was... Oh, God damn, man. Magic blows my mind, especially when it's right in front of you like that, and I'm I'm holding the card, so I'm a part of the trick. <laughs> Just blows my mind. I don't know. I can never... I tried, because I'm really interested in magic, so I've tried to look up tricks and do stuff like that, and just never... I can never get them to work. I just don't know if there's, like, a specific talent, or I don't I don't know. It's, uh, you know, sometimes it's watching eyes, sometimes it's just, uh, it's just hand stuff, you know? Hand stuff. Hand right, stuff. Phrasing. Have you ever watched the video, the hand thing? The hand, the hand thing. The hand thing. All right, I'm going to show you the hand thing. Show me the hand thing. This is a t- complete tangent. It has nothing to do with magic. Okay. <laughs> I know, uh, speaking of hands and things, uh, do you know that the, did you know that the thing, uh, the, or that thing in the Adams Family in the 1990s I movie, used to get called that as a nickname because of my hair. Oh, uh, thing? Yeah. Or, no, Cousin It. Oh, cousin not it. thing. <laughs> My mind was somewhere else. <laughs> well, I know that the hand was a magician's hand. That they they, tr- they needed a really animated hand, and I guess they hired. Right, some, right. Now I'm remembering the thing yeah. is the hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was cousin it for a second. But also, the thing is a great movie. Uh, is it Kurt Russell, dude. Looks like I'm already like time stamped in the fucking things I show so many people this. <laughs> We're gonna go back just a little bit though, because so I'm seeing it from the side. Is that like some blonde lady or? <laughs> Hey, what is it? Oh, yeah. You've been doing this for 24-7. You've been doing the hand thing all day for joy. Yeah. I go down the dark fucking deep pits of fucking hell on the internet. Yeah, this is a... 
I, I, I think this, this, these are done in like a different country. I think. Like I remember. Like, this guy. This guy's out of California. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he actually has. I think he 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 was like released from a psych ward for a little while, and he made this video, and it actually like broke some stipulation he had because he like isn't mentally available for like regular life or whatever. And so after this video, oh, I want to say it gets really sad because I believe he killed himself. And then the cops found this, and this is the last video he uploaded. I could be completely fucking wrong, but I'm pretty sure I've heard that. It could, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell with the with urban legends and tales of the internet. But uh, right, know, right. But boy, boy, yeah, yeah. I, I I remember there was a time where I discovered when I discovered these. You tend to discover these videos at two in the morning. Yep, and, and the- I deliberately look them up. Like we're actually coming into fall season, and in October, all October, I go and try to look up the darkest, creepiest videos I can find. So, oh yeah, yeah, Nexpo. Yep, very, oh man, I love Nexpo. Um, he hasn't uploaded a video in a while, but I binged the fuck out of his channel when I found it. Yeah, Mister Ballin's pretty good when you need to do the dishes and you need something to listen to. Uh, yeah, have you ever listened to? It's not quite the same thing, but Lazy Masquerade. Lazy, I was gonna say him next. Yeah, yeah Lazy cause Masquerade. He, well, he mostly reads. Fake stories off Reddit, but still entertaining nonetheless. Right, I, I like his uh, I like his approach. He's very um, he's not uh, hamming it up like some readers will. Uh, he's just t- presenting facts and, or uh, or as it's written, anyways. As it's written, as yeah. it's written. Most it's of like it's never... actually not factual, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but, uh, but no, he's been doing some true crime recently. Like has uh, he been? Okay. Yeah, I like some of his stuff like out of China. Like he finds some stuff that's like um, that the uh, it's it's tough. You have to like subscribe to Chinese newspapers because they're very like uh, they're very they they keep their stories hidden apparently like from the internet. Like, yeah, that they, makes sense actually. So like you have to like really. So he he talked about this one like medical school murder where someone was chopped up in a thousand pieces. He talked about some ancient uh, legend where it's believed if you cut someone a thousand cut someone into a thousand pieces, you destroy their soul. So I was like, whoa, huh? Interesting. Yeah. So they're like they're 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 not just murdering somebody. At least they They're don't think murdering their soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh yeah, so yeah some of those some of those cases some of them uh if there's one I think it's I think it's called deep case I'm gonna say some of those crimes are so messed up they actually kind of depress you I don't know if you've yeah yeah ever, no I've definitely the high five murders fell down that hole ever, ever see, check out the high high five mur- no no the I high five murders uh, that's 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 pretty brutal uh um you know. It's a dark. This is kind of a dark turn in the podcast, but uh, yeah, this was, is turning into a true crime podcast. I swear, the last podcast I just recorded, the first whole entire segment was about a murderer who killed his whole family. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, this turned into a true crime podcast real quick. Well, well, this one was about uh, some guys. They basically they they robbed a camera store and, and they took the customers and the um, the people that were, just happened to be working there. Some people just were told to pick up some photos uh, by their wives or by their husbands and. They took them into a room and they'd they had watched Magnum Force, this Clint Eastwood movie, and in this uh, and in this in this there's a scene where this pimp um, uh, catches one of his uh, one of his women uh, trying to s- skip town and he uh, uh, takes her money and then he makes her sw- he makes her swallow um, drain drain fluid drainer fluid. Oh shit! And uh, <laughs> and and, and, uh, and in, in in the in the movie she just lays down dead. So these guys they did that to the people they had tied up. In the hi-fi at a store, they had got some Drano, and they poured it into a cup so they wouldn't know what it was. Um, the last person had only pretended to drink it, and he because he, he was already seeing people beginning to scream and scrawl, crash, scratch their throats. And it's a brutal way to go, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, those guys were those guys were brutal dudes. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, every once in a while, you could check that one. I'm sure that guy is, he's he's finding cases that don't get covered very often. So if you're if you're getting your fill on Nexpo and and Lazy Masquerade, and you're like, I want some new kind of stuff. Yeah. This guy's like, all right, I got some crimes that might deeply unsettle you, but here they are. I don't get sponsored for this. I can't possibly, but here's a really messed up story about a crime. Okay. So yeah, yeah. If you yeah, if 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 you find you have that hunger, so but yeah, yeah, I like more so than that stuff is I like to just find weird shit on the internet, which is what brought me to Ed Nexpo. Mm-hmm. So I was actually doing what Nexpo does before I found him, which is just like going to the dark corners of the fucking internet and just watching this abstract video that could just be a piece of artwork. Yeah, but it's fucking creepy because of it. I guess one, so. One of my favorite hoaxes, and um, when I found out it was a hoax, I 
I called the guy that was also a fan of this of, of it, and he said, no, I, I still don't believe it's a hoax. I'm like, but it's already been confirmed. That was um, Grave Robbing for Dummies. You ever see that one? Grave Robbing for Dummies. It yeah. rings a bell, but I don't think I have. It was this video they found in New York, and um, basically it's this guy. Um, it's like a 27, 37-minute, might be like 40-minute long video, and it's just him in his, in his basement, and he's got like um, he's got like uh, some head wounds, and he has a, has a stutter, and um, he's sniffing a lot, and he's trying to explain how to um, how to um, how to not only grave rob but how to make money doing it, and so he um, he, he reaches up and he, he and he has real skulls and real bones, and he just says talks about how how to make them into you can make a pirate skull and crossbones. Or you could make uh, turn it into a candle by drilling. He talks about how to remove the skull from the body. He talks about there's a you have to like need a certain amount of twist and force to pull it off because it'll take also takes it takes a little bit of strength to remove a head. And um, he just goes really deep in depth into it. And the way he's like, you can just find this anywhere or what? Yeah, you can go out, you can check it out. Is uh, grave robbing for morons and. Um, what it was is the, it was a, it was a film project, and, they, and, and the police really thought it was really well researched, and that, uh, that the guy really looks like a like a crack addict, like he looks like somebody who would need to grave rob in order to make enough money to get his next hit. That's the one, and it, it the, the the skulls are actually real in it. They found out that they what they did is they went to a medical school, and they found Rocket. some skulls. And they Probably buried it. All right, if it's a male, they you buried might it in, in under. Like they the, buried uh, it underground for bonus. like two, two to three weeks, and then to allow the the body to so, sort of decay and be covered in dirt, and that makes it look real because it is real. It's a real skull and body that he's messing around with. And we're gonna listen to a little audio clip here of it. Okay, now so what you do is you grab it around here, you grab it here and peel it back like that. Okay, peel it back. All right, and. Then, It'll pull off. It'll make a disgusting sound. And somebody's um, holding the camera for him, so yeah, it's more so than one person. It's some, <laughs> someone important, right? Or I see you. Uh, you take a sample of the. Uh, see that mustache, right? Okay, so you. But is there any reason to believe that that is real? Because oh, you're saying people have looked at it and confirmed it. Yeah, people but, said they they finally found the. Because it could just be like a really nice art project it, 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 yeah they found out it was like new nyu film school or something like that and like it was supposed to be like in the background of a scene in a short film like they were detectives were just supposed to be watching something where a character was a grave robber and so this actor just got a camera and he just ad-libbed most of the stuff that he's doing and he just i guess he must have actually researched real grave robbing huh and he just, interesting uh, and he just did. It, that's apparently the explanation. But I've I've even told people I'm like, hey, the grave robbing for morons uh, video um, that that they found in the '90s that's been confirmed as a hoax. And they go, no way. They're like, that guy was too weird. That guy was too into it. Yeah, too, yeah. <laughs> too in too in depth. But uh, I, a really I, good actor. You know? Yeah, I still look at it and I think this is such a good, good, thankless performance. Performance. It's a lot of work right. for, for very, like you said, passion. You know. Yeah, I mean, and if you're passionate about making a really fucking creepy video, you can do it. You can, no problem. No. So, yeah, I like to, you know, maybe, it, you know, what would have been a really good, like, maybe it was like a, a marketing thing. Like, a good place to plant a video like that is, like, leave it in a cemetery. And so when a cop does find it in a cemetery, they'll think it just fell out of, fell out of his pocket. Or <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And, uh. Yeah, yeah. Who, I, who's carrying with them their video on how to while they're doing it, though? Oh yeah, that's true. He, <laughs> yeah. Would need a, he would need a partner too. So yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't know how big the grave robbing thing is, but every once in a while, I do think about it. I, like I think when you think about how much you know you, you need to pay off college or something, just think all I gotta do is dig up like five to ten graves and those wedding rings, man. It's a lot of fucking work to rob a grave. Well, you got. You might be grave. better off just getting a job. <laughs> oh, 10 hours to dig a grave for a $2,000 ring? Yeah, $2,000 for 10 hours? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a lot of fucking work. And, and, and you got to carry that one. Yeah, a little ring. You have to bank on the fact that they were actually buried with the ring. Aren't they usually, though? I mean, no. No? I mean, single people. 
Oh yeah, single people. But uh, and then even mar- a lot of married people don't wear their rings. And then would they put it on when they die? I don't know. I think so. My, my I've gra- never put much thought into that. I guess my, my my grandfather was a mortician, so oh really? He'd be able to answer this. So I, I guess that's why I had that. I guess I'd, I'd work. Yeah, I worked with him on a lot of bodies. Um, I even my job was to pick them up from the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one time I went there and uh, the guy hadn't died yet, so I had to kind of wait around. Yeah, wait around. I had to wait around for that to get a cup of you coffee. You die, I got dinner at six, like, bro. I got plans to get drinks later. Come on, yeah. let's rush it along here. <laughs> and uh, one of their family members saying, What are you doing here? Eh. Uh, we're just talking about Theo Vaughn. He actually, for an episode of his podcast, had a mortician on. Oh, yeah? He's asking him the weirdest fucking questions. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good listen. You should go listen to that if yeah. you want some interesting fucking. He adds the comedy into being a mortician. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I. My grandpa always called it the fun home for the, a joke. The fun home. The fun have, home. Where you have lots of fun. Um, yeah, I bet. <laughs> Those so. people, the morticians, they tend to... I don't know, so morticians the one that's working on the... Or are they part of the whole funeral business? Often the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, they, that's they, what I thought. Yeah. They, they, they do the embalming. They um, If there's lacerations on your face, they've got like some skin cream that'll cover up the... Uh, yeah, cover it up. Yeah. In fact, remember one time my grandpa he uh, put it he he would put it between his fingers so it looked like he had webbed hands. Very fun. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. A lot of times I feel like morticians they'll become sort of desensitized to the way that people are feeling at that time, and and I think it comes off a little cold to a lot of people. I'm sure. So I'm sure it can because they're sure. going through the hard one of the hardest times of their life. Yeah, and they're dealing with this person who deals with it every day. It's good so. to keep tissues in every room, but uh, and and make sure you throw them at people when, uh, when, when they're <laughs> yeah. crying. Yeah, um, but. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard I've heard some stories where he had to be kind of cold. And my dad worked with him too when he was a kid, and he has this story he tells a lot where um, some deaf guy uh, who worked the railroad got hit by a train, and um, and they had to, you know, his grandpa's like, ah, we gotta we gotta pick this guy up, and so my grandpa just gives my dad and his brothers some garbage bags, and they just start walking along this train, and they're they're throwing bodies in the garbage bags. What the fuck? <laughs> see, my dad says he remembers seeing a mustache on the road. Uh, just a man's mustache. Had to pick that up. Well, like it was fucking head. Mr. Potato Head? Yeah. This dude's mustache just went flying? It just, <laughs> it just, uh, yeah. Uh, they saw an arm with a, a Timex watch that was still ticking. Um, I would have pocketed that. Timex. <laughs> Why like not? Eight dollar. Yeah, that's fine. Just take. I just collect all watches. <laughs> you know, doesn't matter what kind of brand. Would it is. you take the arm with though? You know. Yeah, I'd probably collect that too. Collect the arm. Put yeah. that in a case. You know, uh, yeah. I've been thinking about learning a trick where I take people's watches. I think that would be pretty fun. Yeah, that's one of the harder ones to do because you, you pull it off. Well, people don't wear watches all the time anymore. That's uh, yeah. I, know. I collect watches, so I wear a bunch. No, what about Rolex? Do they have any Rolexes? No, I'm not that wealthy, and I also don't like Rolexes that much, anyways. I don't think they look that nice, and I know that they're made well, but they're upcharged because of the name. Yeah, they are made well. I'm not going to deny it. But you know, it's if, not my thing though. If, if I were a dishonest man, I could probably uh, take about five, ten Rolexes, and I'm set for life. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, actually, one of the things that got me into magic—not uh, to backpedal too much—but uh, the um, I lived in Mankato at the time, and that's uh-huh. where the that's where the Vikings. They they yep, go, they yep. go to uh, the train and they go to a bar and they some of them they gamble actually, so here's what we have we have we have some of the richest people in the state, not just that some of the richest, stupidest people in the state. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine <laughs> ha- bringing their money, and they're playing cards, and uh, and some of these guys. I mean, it's amazing they can even they're even smart enough to play the game. Uh, <laughs> I just thought, you know, I could stack the deck and do a deck switch and yeah. here and there. But turns out getting a gun license doesn't turn you into a murderer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because you can pick a lock doesn't mean you can rob a place. Because uh, technically, I mean, any of anybody, most people with young, healthy bodies, you could you could go to an old person's house and you could tie them up and you could take all their stuff. And, uh, you know, you could do all that stuff, but you can't, really. Uh, you have to look at yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you're yeah. reminding me You're reminding me of the whitest kids you know. <laughs> have you watched any of their videos? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I and guess. then they have the... Yeah, it's illegal for me to say, 
Uh, you should kill the president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's illegal for me to say, this is the place to do it right yeah. here. I've got a blueprint <laughs> yeah. here. This is a, this, right, it yeah. would be illegal to say that. It would be illegal to say that, technically. But I'm telling you that it's legal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a great skit. Great skit. Um, yeah. Um, Derek Comedy. Remember them back in the day? De- yep. Yep. Derek Comedy. That's where... Um, Donald Glover. Donald Glover was at, yeah, yeah. Before he was famous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think that's some of the funniest stuff Donald Glover ever did. I know he would disagree. Get risk control. Huh? You gotta get risk control. Get risk control. Oh, yeah. Would, you yeah. get risk control, and then you pull out your gun. <laughs> yeah. Very, very important yeah. to remember. To pull your out mugger your is in your the truck of your car tied up. She's mugging you. She's <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I think bro rape is what, like... Bro rape's pretty funny. Bro rape. It's really, really, really hilarious, and it's... Uh, I, I, and I think Donald, that's the one Donald Glover is most ashamed of. Um, yeah, because he's raping somebody in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, but that's good uh, stuff. Yeah, it's it, it, it's uh time times changing so quickly. You know, I mean, yep, it's, yep. That's uh, that's I guess it's that's the that's just kind of what it is. You know, you know, it it is what it is, as the old man says. You know, yeah, when, when, yeah, when things are bad. Mm. Mm. All right, man. Well, listen, you have been a fantastic host, well, as all the hosts on this podcast are. I'm never the host. I just. I just have microphones and a computer. You guys all host it, so. Yeah. But we've 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 covered a lot. We talked about magic, like we wanted to, and the history of magic. Then we went a little dark, and. And I I love I love going dark to be honest, because I'm a little bit more on that. I live on the edgy side, so. Yeah, but it's been really really fucking good. I want to thank everybody for listening, as always. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out.